Hi, everybody. Welcome to St. Augustine this evening. I'm here with some friends. Mike is not here. Um, Mike is traveling in parts unknown. And so we have a Mikeless week and a half. Um, we've got lots of great shows, lots of great guests lined up for you. Um, so I hope you will join me for Mike's vacation. And let's see what fun we can get into while he's away. Uh, see if the show is still on the air by the time he comes back. Uh, but before we try and get Mike canceled, let's pay some bills. So I've got Solar Stick. They were established in 2006. Solar Stick is a local portable power company proudly committed to American manufacturing, constant innovation, and creating jobs right here in St. Augustine, Florida. Solar Stick's focus on providing solutions for self-sufficiency helps users all over the world complete missions and save lives. Solar Stick changing lives, saving lives, and reviving American manufacturing. We also have South State Bank. South, the team at South State Bank is a group of bankers you can count on. Their approach to building long-term relationships with their customers is the best in the business. And if you are looking for a banking relationship you can depend on, check out South State Bank. They've got three locations to serve you in St. Augustine, State Road 312, State Road 16, and on the beach. You can also visit their website, southstatebank.com. They are a member FDIC. All right, we've got A to Z. A to Z Roofing and Waterproofing offers free estimates and have been serving St. John's County for over 20 years in the construction industry. A to Z offers painted metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties for up to 25 years. They offer shingle roofs with warranties for up to 50 years. They also install tile roofing, cedar shake shingles, designer roofing, and flat roof coverings. Recent job photos with material descriptions can be seen at A to Z Roofing and Waterproofing.com. Check out Chuck McCone and his team for all of your roofing needs. All right, y'all. We're going to get through this together. It's the longest read we have in the folder. So take a breath with me. Center yourself. We've got it. Get ready to sparkle with Blue Water Jewelers. Looking to add some dazzle to your life? Look no further. Blue Water Jewelers is your ultimate celebration destination right here in St. Augustine. Discover exquisite diamonds, on-site repair, custom designs, stunning engagement rings, and more. No matter your budget, Blue Water Jewelers has something special just for you. Their showroom at 500 Anastasia Boulevard in St. Augustine is a treasure trove of elegance and style, ready to make all of your dreams come true. Can't make it in person? No worries. They just a click away, visit their website, bluewater-jewelers.com, and explore their curated collection from the comfort of your home. At Blue Water Jewelers, they believe in making every moment more beautiful. From breathtaking diamonds to unique custom designs, they are here to help you shine brighter. So why wait? Join them in the celebration of love, life, and all things fabulous. Come on over to their stunning showroom and visit them on or visit them online today. Blue Water Jewelers, where elegance meets celebration. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I'm not forgetting. We've got the Jackie Hurd calendar with all of the amazing events, but the last week in February is slow, y'all. There is nothing going on but Leap Day this year or this week. So, um... There aren't any special special events this week. So you're not going to see much from the Jackie Heard calendar. We do have the community update. We've got a couple of different tips for kids events. Blue Water Jewelers will be at Black Fly on March 5th. They're going to be there from 5 to 8. So go and support tips for kids. Have dinner with Blue Water Jewelers and Black Fly. We also have the Jim Priester for Sheriff campaign kickoff. That is this Thursday from 5 to 8. It's at the St. Augustine 
Christine Shrine Club. Um, you can RSVP at Kelly at Priester for Sheriff dot com. Um, if you want to go to that, we definitely encourage everyone to go out and meet all the candidates. We are not endorsing any of the candidates. If they give us their events, we want to let you know because we want you to get involved and know who is going to be on the ballot and who you're voting for. Now, our friends at Task Force Hydra One sent us the information for their fundraiser dinner to celebrate the completion of their second annual long distance paddle. This is 50 miles of open ocean um, paddling from St. Augustine to Mayport. This year's venue will be held at the, or this this year's um, luau will be held at the Mark Lance National Guard Armory. Funds generated will be used to increase access to therapeutic surfing and paddling activities for service members, veterans, first responders, and their families. So wear your best Hawaii Five-0 Aloha casual attire and enjoy some amazing Hawaiian cuisine, guest speakers, luau dan- dancers, and a silent auction. This is absolutely an amazing event. I had so much fun last year. Definitely come dressed and ready for fun. There's one more tip for kids event and that is benefiting the boys and girls club um so that is at ford's garage that's also march march 5th from 5 to 8 so if you're having dinner with blue water at black flag go have dessert at ford's garage or vice versa help the kids out and these are all great amazing projects going on last one we've got march 7th words and music series with Curtis Tucker in the First Coast Opera from 1 to 5 at the Waterworks on San Marco. So that is the Bozard Board community update. So many things going on. Um, lots of great stuff happening now that the Florida Man Games have completely shut down St. Augustine and gone viral worldwide. I've got some great guests for you today. Um, They are friends of the show. They've been on before, and they've even been on the afternoon show without telling me they were going to be, and it was very insulting. That was just me. That wasn't right. (laughs) We've got Ryan Russell. Thank you for joining us today. You need a breath after all of that you just (sighs) It's, it's what I do. It's a lot. There's a lot going on at the end of um, February and March. But they didn't they didn't get there in time for Jackie Hurd's calendar. So uh, it's not on the calendar. It's not on the calendar. So we also have Townsend Russell. Yeah, lovely. We love that. 100% dad right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been on here before. I alluded yeah. to it because you do 100% dad. And you've done your traveling RVing, your aspiring author, Townsend, lots. Published now. Well. This is not actually aspiring. So aspiring to. It's not exactly best-selling, but it is published. Aspiring to the bestseller. There you go. And you do have a copy of one of your books. I do, but you. that was just to you. didn't show bring you. it last time. We've got newly published, Good Dad to Great Dad, right. 100% Dad. Book. It is actually real. Yeah. So you came on last time to talk about your book, and then you just didn't bring it. So we just had to, like, talk about it hypothetically. So it's pretty exciting that you brought an actual book this time. Well, sometimes I remember things. I did not remember to do my hair. That's why I'm wearing the hat. That's okay. We We tried to fix it it right before the show, but there was no saving it. There was a mad dash. I had a hairbrush. Ryan tried. There was nothing we could do. At least I I still have some. That's that's what I'm going with. I have hair that causes me a problem, which is fantastic. (laughs) That is true. Um, Just looking at the comments, we've got some of our frequent viewers in the comments section um, kind of making jokes. I was incognito at the Florida Man Games. I was trying to not get sunburned. I failed. 
completely oh, in that. No. But I had a wide brim hat and I had sunglasses on. I was like there for business. I was crowd control. And um, so some of the people that I talked to the most and have seen in real life, but talked to the most in the comments were there. And one of them didn't recognize me. And so he talked to me all day, just being nice. And then later on, he's like, "Where? why didn't I see you? And I was like, we spoke repeatedly. <laughs> like, how bad did I look at the Florida Man Games? Compared? You're incognito. You did well. Yes. So he did realize, Master oh, yeah, you were the one in the hat. Like, yep. <laughs> and a couple of other people said that, too. Um, after hanging around Heather for a long time, I finally said something, I guess, in a voice that was familiar. And she's like, wait a second, you're Amanda. And I was like, yes, I am Amanda. <laughs> So it was kind of funny. I was I, I must have been looking rough at the Florida Man games, just but covered. it wasn't about me. Just covered. I was covered. I failed. I failed completely. I had a sunburn just here, here down, and I had sunburn on my arms and my hands, but I had like my big water jug to stay hydrated, and so I was holding it all day, so I was sunburned just on that side of my hand to my elbow. <laughs> uh, February and March, the pale ones. I don't. I don't think the Florida games time. are about uh, going there looking classy or <laughs> leaving it looking classy. Yeah, so I, I think you did well. I, I, you know, considering the circumstances. I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my Florida leggings and my hiking boots and my hat and like my big jug. I thought the jug would give me away, but evidently not. It's not in the shot enough, I guess. Um. So you guys are here. Because you're on a break from traveling. We are. But you had kind of a wild experience that we want to talk about. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, your travel history. So everyone knows, like, recap briefly how, how you travel. Well, um, so we traveled in the RV for mm -hmm. three years, moving about every seven days. Mm -hmm. So we were constantly traveling. We've been a lot of places within the United States, everything except the Northeast part. Uh, we've done Alaska and we went through Canada. Uh, and then we decided when we were taking a break from traveling in the RV to do some other business work, we decided we would take a trip to Costa Rica with some friends that we met traveling in the RV, mm -hmm. who we've met up with repeatedly, and we did all of Alaska with them. Yeah. We know them, they know us, our kids are super familiar with each other. Uh, we decided to go to Costa Rica for a month together in November. Okay. I love Costa Rica. I mean, I, I've spent a month in Costa Rica. It's fantastic there. It's beautiful. It is. I think we had different place. experiences, yes, Amanda. Yes, did. <laughs> well, the country itself is beautiful. It is. It really the is. The country itself is yeah. beautiful. Um, so we had a not fun experience, but then yes. we stayed there, so we didn't flee. Yeah. And we stayed another three weeks. And, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the rainforests are amazing. The water mm -hmm. is amazing. Um we were with our, our friends are Mexican, so they speak the language real well. So we were yeah. able to kind of get into more authentic country and, and restaurants and feeding. Mm -hmm. so. And they helped us a lot with translation oh my gosh, yeah. for yeah. all the things. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the show, you said that we're bringing in the fun. Yeah. Mike's not here. And now that's today's, not true. Today's going to be a Monday. It's it not going to be the fun day it today. It is not a fun story. Yeah. And... But the reason why we're here is because we're trying to get the word out to as many people as we can about what happened to us in Costa Rica. Um, so clearly, Johnny, you we'll didn't just, take you didn't take the RV down. We did not take the RV to Costa Rica. No, no you we can. Flew. I don't know. If there's can. a lot of RV parks we would fit in on those yeah. roads or because we have a giant <laughs> we RV. Flew. Yeah, uh, we, flew we definitely from flew from Orlando to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Flight's super easy. Mm -hmm. um, 
we flew, so that took all day, one day. The next day we spent um, getting our uh, rental car, meeting up with our friend, and then driving all day to our Airbnb, which was in between Hako and Capos, which is on which coast? The West Pacific. Coast. Yeah. Um, on the beach, we were in an area, we were traveling the way the U.S. Embassy has suggested that you travel to Costa Rica, which is that we were not in a crowded city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were staying outside of it because most of the crime happens within the city and mm-hmm. most of the crime that happens in Costa Rica is people taking advantage of tourists um, from drinking too much and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we were removed from that in a big house that we were sharing with our friends. This house has great reviews. Okay. And we're right across the street from the beach. And on our third day in Costa Rica, our second day there, we were just... Well, you, yes. had, you had an encounter. But before we get to that, <laughs> you had okay. an encounter. Okay. Before we get suspense. to that, before that. <laughs> um, so the house that you were there, how did you find that house? So on Airbnb. Okay, so this is an Airbnb property. Yes. And I'm sure that you looked through multiple Airbnb properties before you selected this. Okay, so what made you choose this house? What made us choose this house was it was right on the beach. Mm -hmm. It was big enough for all 10 of us, our family of five, their family of five, uh, that it had a pool and that it was a, I'm going to say compound, but that's not the right word, but it was a fully fenced in little house with a yard so our kids could run around and play while being fenced in because our friends that we were there with had a younger child Mm -hmm. who um, you couldn't just let be outside if they weren't in a fence. Yeah. um, It just looked like a really great fit. And plus the reviews are fantastic. So that's one of the benefits for Airbnb is that you can read reviews from people that have stayed in that house. And look at their pictures Mm -hmm. and get their experience. So unlike a hotel where you can read the reviews and maybe they were in a different building of the hotel Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. get the one that hasn't been renovated yet and it doesn't match that. You're in the actual property. You're in the actual house that people are reviewing. You get to see people's pictures. So you're seeing just glowing reviews of this Airbnb house. Mm -hmm. And this is, I would say it's a compound because it did have a private yard it did have yes. it did have a fence you had someone that came to check on you there yeah, so also the, the owner of the house lived nearby do you remember how far away he lived i think he lived in hot coast it's about 20 30 minutes he away. lived nearby mm-hmm. enough to where he met us there when we first got there and enough to say hey the microwave's not working i'm going to swap it out in a couple of days also i come and take care of the pool so mm-hmm. i'll be in in two days to clean the pool those kinds of things so the host okay. was nearby All right, so you have the security of Airbnb and them them putting their stamp of approval on this property. You have all of the reviews that include pictures. Um, You have you have experience with Airbnb, so you're expecting to have that Airbnb experience that you've come Mm -hmm. to expect. Like it is what it says it is, and you have the host that's close by, which also helps you know, lend some peace of mind that he's involved at this property and that he's going to be in and out. So if there is a problem, you know who to talk to and he's close by. So I'd imagine that gave you a lot of peace of mind traveling to Costa Rica with your children. He was also a very responsive host. So if we had any questions, he was constantly answering. It's not like I was waiting for days. So Mm -hmm. it seemed like this was going to be not just a safe place for us to be, like a great place for us to be. Also, it's Costa Rica. Costa Rica loves... 
Like well, lots of Americans go to Costa Rica. It's like a common yeah. place for it's us a, to travel, and it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's a very common place for people to go. And we've only ever heard super great sure. things about Costa Rica. Yeah, once I kind of feel like once um, parts of Mexico became sort of synonymous with spring breaker craziness, then Americans were looking. Americans that weren't looking for that party scene were looking for other places in Central America to go, and Costa Rica really is known for being a beautiful place. That's where our intrepid host is right now. <laughs> He's in Costa Rica and he goes there frequently. Like I said, I went to Costa Rica. I went there as part of a, a school trip and we were part of a research project. And so we were sort of the January relief crew that gave the regular researchers and research techs a break. And so we would come in for like four weeks. And so I had a I had a wonderful experience in Costa Rica. We were right on the coast of Panama, Pacific coast. And um, it was, but we did have rules. We had rules to follow. We were not allowed to leave our cabins after a certain period of time um, at night. So like you couldn't walk past a certain part of the road after dark. And like, if you found yourself out past a certain time, it was get back fast, keep your head down. Um, so we knew we knew the rules. And as long as we stayed within those rules, we knew we would be OK. And so we had a family that was there that could speak the language. Obviously, they were locals and they helped us out. So I felt very safe there, even with those rules. Because, like, I wasn't going to break them. Like, mm -hmm. I could drink at the cabins. I didn't need to go anywhere else um, when we were off. But um, so it is known for being a very, you know, safe and welcoming place to yes. Americans. And so we followed it, all of the rules, I feel like, that you mm -hmm. have for traveling, such as don't. Yeah. Don't flash money. Don't, yeah. You know, yeah. don't don't act like you're a big shot. Don't do you know what we yeah. do in America, which is like show off. You yeah. know we don't wear fancy clothes. We don't wear name brand things yeah, that like wear, stand out. Any, I didn't bring. You don't pull nice your wallet jewelry. out with loads of cash, yeah. and you don't you know don't you don't try to impress people, people that you meet there where you're staying, yeah. what sure. area you're staying. None of those things. We were driving rental cars that were, you know, average rental cars. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. there was nothing. We followed all the. Yeah. rules you weren't trying to make a show of being the rich american no. that was Cause, in town because that happens people yeah. go out to bars mm -hmm. and they'll make a big scene try and pick up girls showing about how much yeah. money that kind of stuff or just so off because it makes them feel good and then that yeah. makes them a target yeah absolutely now i will say the embassy changed their security ratings recently about a, a few months before we went um so when we booked it was a level one which is normal travel yeah. Um, by the time we got there, we just didn't know it had changed. It's shifted to level two. Um, okay. So they're saying travel with caution. Okay. Uh, level th level three, I think, is we recommend not traveling. Level four is do Don't not. <laughs> yeah. um, so they're level two because they're, they are having an increase of violent crimes against American tourists. Uh, that okay. is becoming a much more common thing. Okay, and that changed right before you guys went. I you think that know? switched in July, July, and we went there in November, but we booked in May before okay. it was yeah. that way. So order, I did so. all my research for the trip yeah. in May. In July, they changed the, what is it, the <clears throat> status? Yeah, it was a travel the advisories or yeah. what a security travel in advisory. November, we took the trip. Okay. So um, you guys did everything right, it sounds mm -hmm. like. So you, you've traveled, you've got your rental car, you're at the house. You have a first couple of days. They're great. You're settling in. Yeah, so we had one night at the rental house. 
that was yeah the first night the first night mm-hmm. we got there you know where we to get in pick your rooms unpack get yeah. dinner made and then yeah. uh, settle in go to bed wake yeah. up do things next day yeah so the next day our second day there we woke up and you know we spent the day hiking in Hako and then going grocery shopping mm-hmm. um, for all of our groceries we came back we made the kids well we made all of us a big dinner on the grill it was like a you know big thing all six kids are running around and mm-hmm. the men are at the grill Mira and I were in hammocks um and then we started to get they started to get their youngest to bed who's five so they went are we ready to tell the story should I tell yeah the story? no can okay. we sidetrack because the burgers so I made burgers <laughs> I made like a blended meat burger you think this is going to be a good story their meats are different in Costa Rica like yeah. their ground beef is not ground beef you get in America it's like yeah it's like tendons and like 400 year old cattle like at the grocery store like when you're looking at the meat, i'm like these that background beef just doesn't look right it doesn't look like american <laughs> ground beef i don't know what they're putting in there and it doesn't taste the same either yeah um, it was and then, a great dinner it was a good dinner we i so I, I did a blend of meats um because i was looking at that i'm like that's that's not going to come out how we expect it to come out so i did like yeah. a, a blend it of what we could Yes. Well, and going yeah, to the butcher shop and trying to figure out what's what. Yeah, I know res is beef, but like I don't know all the different variations of it. So I'm, yeah. And like I'm a Spanish speaker, but things don't translate directly. They're Mexican, so it, it wasn't a perfect mm-hmm. uh, translation on like what's culturally known there and, and what he knows. So anyway, we we did figure out the burgers were solid. They were great. So here's my next. <laughs> I, I just had a sidetrack because it made me think of it, and I like to bring a little levity to a conversation. Uh, freezers <laughs> at the grocery stores. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> it drove me crazy. You. To get ice cream, it's like all melting in the freezers. I guess their freezers don't get they're, cold enough. Yes, but I'm yeah. like, how are we going to travel so 30 minutes? How are we going to travel 30 minutes home with, with this already melting ice cream that's in the freezer and get through checkout and then the car and then back to the house? They do have a hard time keeping things cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's my that. tangent on the food situations. I have more, but the restaurants <laughs> were all really good. But. Culinary tips by Townsend Russell. Yes. Yeah, bring, bring your own beef. <laughs> yeah, that is not case. according to <laughs> U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Um, I would not bring your own beef. Um, but yeah, their their food standards and their refrigeration is a little bit different in a, in a rain rainforest jungle type country. Yeah. So our dinner that night took a very long. Bananas time. were fantastic. Yeah. Well, I can't even tell you like the absolutely. roadside like farmers market things. Mm-hmm. They were killer. They yeah. Were. Yeah. And the coconut. Not killer. Like, like, we'll talk about in a second here, Killer, but, <laughs> but like, Killer in a good way. In a good way. Good Lord. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've made that distinction. <laughs> Not Killer Bananas. Yeah, they it. could have been, but they didn't have a chance. <laughs> so you've had this epic dinner. Epic dinner. We've had forever. Oh, we made margaritas, too? No, we had mojitos. Mojitos. With rum, Costa Rican rum that I swear has no alcohol in it, because I had, like, four of those things and never no, felt it. we had the... one each. Manny made us each one. I think he made them doubles, though, and man, <laughs> I don't know what it is with Costa Rican rum. <laughs> All that's right. it that's it so for culinary you had, had mojitos and burgers and you're relaxing now we're right? relaxing okay. the kids are all fed okay they're playing hide and go seek the family that we were with are putting their youngest to bed okay so um, about what time is this so this is eight o'clock okay so you've still got some light Yes. So okay. also we're outside in the patio area. We're in hammocks and there are floodlights mm-hmm. there. We're definitely okay. not in the dark. So I think I have some pictures. So you're yeah. out on the patio yes. in the hammocks here. In the hammock. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I see floodlights there. So yes. it's it's light. The kids are still playing in the yard, I believe They're playing said. in the yard and in the house. They're running around everywhere um, playing okay. their version of 
of hide and seek. Go seek. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls from the family that we're traveling with was outside with us because it was her turn to count. Mm-hmm. So we are in the hammocks just hanging out. And it was the most relaxed I had been in a long time because, yeah. you know, it takes a lot for moms and yeah. I'm sure for dads too, but I can only speak for moms to get us to this point, mm-hmm. you know, to get us to, we are finally in the yeah. Airbnb. We're finally all fed. Mm-hmm. We've gone to the grocery store. We yep. have unpacked. It's been a crazy whirlwind to get here. Yeah. At that point, you're finally on vacation. I I am now. I just had my first cocktail (laughs) on the trip. Mm -hmm. I am in my hammock with my book. Mm -hmm. We are laughing and having a good time. And I'm the most relaxed I've been. And then coming from the point of view of this picture that you Mm -hmm. have. So um, they're coming from that. So this is what they see. These men uh, with masks and guns come up from behind us and they are screaming. And that is the first thing that I notice is I go from laughing at Townsend because he's stuck in a hammock and I can't get my foot right. And we're laughing at each other. And let's be honest, we all laugh at Townsend. But we're all laughing. (laughs) And and, um, the little girl who's out with us, she's laughing. We're all laughing. And while we're laughing, these men come up from behind us and they've got a gun pointed to Townsend and they have a gun pointed at me and they are screaming I have no idea what they're screaming because I don't speak their language. So they're screaming at us um, and motioning with their guns for us to get up. So we stand up, and I get Olivia, the little girl who's out with us, behind me. And then my head, in my head, I know that our friends are inside, and they're putting their youngest to bed. Okay, so so at this point, it's you two are the only adults out there. Yes, You've got one of your friend's children behind you. Yes. And then there's, what does that leave, four other children playing? Five other, oh, four other children are playing. One's being put to bed. One's with her parents. And playing, they're hiding. They're finding their hiding spots. Yeah, hide and go seek. So, yeah, so they're, like, hiding on the grass. Yes. You have no idea where they are. No clue And where you they are. have, you only have one child that you can see, and now you're the only adults faced with gunmen. Yes, so he's got a gunman on him. I have a gunman on me. I have Olivia behind me. I know that our friends are inside. So my only thought is if I could just scream loud enough for them to hear me, they can look out the window and see me. And then they can get our other kids to safety. Mm-hmm. So I just start screaming and I'm screaming their names. And I'm now looking back, I don't even know if that was a smart thing to do because I did um, not think it was smart at the time. I was I'm like, sure, shut I'm up, sure. I'm shoot I you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't stop me. I think he thought I was screaming my kids' names. Yeah. So I just was screaming and it didn't matter because they didn't hear me because they were putting their child to bed and they had the noisemaker up on volume level 10 because they were trying to cancel out all the sounds. Well, yeah. well, they heard commotion. I mean, afterwards mm-hmm. we were talking about it. They heard commotion. They were like, man, these kids are being loud. These yeah. kids are being because, so loud. Because kids, when they're playing, they're screaming and all yeah. that. So. so is there any part of the story you want to tell or you want me to just... No, you can run the whole thing. I'll interject and interrupt <laughs> okay. and bring some laughter to a very uh, well, traumatizing situation. Yes. Yes. So as so they don't hear me, our friends, mm-hmm. but Levi, my oldest, does hear me and he looks out the window and he sees us. And so he looks to his friend and to Ryder, and my other child, and he says... We have to go run and hide now. There's trouble. 
And so he just run as soon as he says that he just runs straight up the stairs and he uh, hides, which I didn't know at the time, of course, in the laundry room. Okay. And he hides behind the washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, the little girl who was playing with him, ran up the stairs, but and in the confusion went the opposite way. <laughs> she went left, he went right. Yeah, they're like, supposed um, to go together. They just went that way. And Ryder, my 10-year-old, um, heard me screaming, heard Levi say there was trouble, and could see a bad guy walking in, and he just froze. Okay. He was in the midst of trying to find a hiding spot on the couch with a blanket, so he was like halfway crouched when the gunman so we now have we're outside we now have one gunman um pointing to us they have forced us together with olivia still behind my back and the other gunman goes inside the house and finds Ryder, and so puts the gun straight at Ryder's face Mm um how far away do you think he was from him i don't know that all i mean we're slowing down how the chain of events that happened here, everything was yeah. happening was, so loud, so yeah. fast, so chaotically. Uh, you know, I got Ryder's attention. I think he, so when Ryder he froze in that moment, I, I don't think he was actually hearing anything. So I was yeah. able to like, get his attention, just motion him to me and just, yeah. you know, get him beside me. So yeah. from Ryder's point of view, he did freeze. He mm-hmm. stopped hearing all things. Yeah. And um, which is a legitimate trauma response. I mean, yes, there's fight, fr- um, fight, flight and freeze. And so when you freeze in a traumatic experience like that, you're not processing the sounds that are around you. He's not processing anything. And what the man was yelling at him was to get outside. But, of course, in in Spanish. Spanish, And he was yelling at him with a gun in his face. And all Ryder could see were his eyes. So Ryder froze, which made the man yell even more and get even more aggressive, which... Mm -hmm just caused Ryder to react even less. Yeah. Um, luckily, Townsend did his super calm dad voice and got real low in his voice and got Ryder's attention with his hand. And so Ryder could see Townsend over top of the man, the gunman's shoulder. And so saw Townsend beckoning to him. So then Ryder came outside. And so then it was the four of us outside <laughs> with me, Townsend, Olivia, and Ryder. So now there are three kids unaccounted for still. So now we have, yes, three kids who are hiding and the one who's being put to bed. And then it's a shuffle of things and these gunmen were not extremely organized and they're yelling at each other and they want us outside and they want us inside and outside and inside again. And they get us inside. And um, I, at this point in time, don't know why, but I think that they're here for the kids. That is my gut reaction is that this is a human trafficking situation. And we have six kids in this house, three boys, three girls. And that is what these That's men want. what they're here because for, yeah. what else? Yeah. That's funny because I never went there. And, yeah. and neither did the other parents. Neither yeah. did our friends. Yeah. It's just me. I'm yeah. the only one who went that way. But that's where my head is. So right now, at that moment, all I hope is that the other kids stay hidden. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure my face looked like I wanted to die um, because as Mireya and Manny, our friends, came down the stairs, she's holding her youngest and they have a gunman on them. Um, they came down the stairs. She finds, she sees me and she must see my the look on my face because she grabs my arm and Mireya says, they just want our money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just our money. What a relief <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like, take I mean, our money. Like, yeah. 
So, so both our friends are military, both ex-military, he's retired military, she was military. They're both like fighters. Like, yeah. you know, they like train and like, mm-hmm. they listen to all the podcasts on like this kind of situation yeah. and how to react oh. and everything. So she's like running through everything to do. I wasn't yeah. even listening to her. I was so irritated by it all. Uh, <laughs> she was like, look him in the eyes. I'm like, I'm not looking him in the eyes. I am watching that gun because yeah. their fingers were on the trigger. Their they're fingers waving were on it. the triggers the yeah. whole time. There was never a gun safety yeah. moment there. They were well, doing all the worst things. Home invaders just don't have good no. gun safety protocols. What is up with You'd that? you think there'd be a course or something. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> well, would they attend? There's got to be a subscription based course somewhere. It would have been awesome also if they had said dinero or money. And so yeah. that I knew that that's what they wanted, so that my brain wasn't going into yeah. human trafficking. But so as soon as she tells me that all they want is mm-hmm. our money, my brain switches tracks completely right after I relief. And now I'm realizing, oh, they're about to search the whole house mm-hmm. and three kids are hiding. Yeah. And they don't know how many kids we have mm-hmm. and they're going to search. And one of the kids is going to startle them and they're going to accidentally shoot because they will not put those fingers off the trigger. Yeah. So then I beg this yeah. man, hands like this. Yeah. Super close to him, looking up at him, and I'm begging, please, my kids are hiding. Yeah. You have to let me find them. Yeah. And I am begging him, and the TV is blaring, and everyone is yelling, and there were also these two stray dogs that were, like, a part of the property. They weren't our dogs. They weren't anyone's dogs. They were just... Your neighbor's dogs. They were yeah. just there, and all the time they were super friendly little dogs. Our kids yeah. loved them, so we just allowed them to stay. Not uncommon and in Costa Rica. No, they just no, have neighborhood dogs. Just they, could, dogs. They, could, they could get under the fence. Yeah. So <laughs> these dogs yeah. are there, and they're barking, but not in like a, uh, I'm going to protect you from gunmen kind of way. They're barking like, oh, why aren't you petting me? And why is everyone yeah. yelling? There's commotion. Yeah, like, someone yeah. threw the ball kind of way. Mm-hmm. So there's so much noise, and I'm mm-hmm. begging this man to please allow me to find my children. Yeah. And he just gets so mad at me. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because I'm not doing what he wanted, which was to stand further away. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking a language he doesn't know. And yeah. I'm going against what the protocol should be. And I just keep begging him over and over again. And finally, Mireya um, must hear me because then she translates for me to mm-hmm. him. And then as soon as he understands what I'm saying, which is that two Three of these kids are hiding, and I don't want you to hurt them. Yeah. Um, then he allowed us to get the kids that we had with us right now in a bathroom that was downstairs, mm-hmm. um, which is where we found our youngest child already hiding underneath yeah. the sink in the bathroom. So he was already in there. We get the other kids in there. And then he allows Townsend to stand on the stairs and to call for Levi at the same time that he goes up and looks for Levi. He finds Levi behind the washer they, they were different there were two different gunmen at that point so one gunman was still searching the house mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which they did pretty quick which made me think they were pretty familiar with that layout yeah um but yeah then while i would call it up to levi levi was already walking down gunman Gun behind him he had already he had already found him in a hiding spot okay. which was like the deepest corner of the house he had to like go through a bathroom through another door into the laundry room go to the right of the laundry room where there was a closet and mm-hmm. then yes. in that corner of the closet was where he was levi hiding was very so, deep yeah and the um, man found him quick yeah I'm actually surprised. Once Levi showed me where I was in, I'm like, how the hell did he find him that fast? Yeah. It's almost as if they knew where to look. We got all six kids downstairs in the bathroom. And then that was when, truly, when we shut the door to the kids in the bathroom, that was when I really, really, really thought perhaps we can get through this without them hurting our kids. 
And then once we got the kids in there and I felt like they were as safe as they could possibly be, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like literally weak in the knees. Yeah. Like I've never felt anything like it. We're going to make it through this. All they want is our money. This is proof that all they want is our money is because my kids are in the bathroom. So then we'll give them whatever we have. And they knew it. There was no fighting them. We weren't going to fight them over money. And yeah. had they tried to take one of my kids, clearly we're yeah. going to fight them. Yeah. Well, how do... What a weird sense of relief. Like, you've still got gunmen in the house, but you're suddenly just flooded with this relief. I know where all of my kids are. They no longer have guns pointed at them. They're in an interior space where we know that they are enclosed, and it's the safest they could be in this moment. Yes. The guns are no longer on them. Yeah. And the men are no longer... Yelling at them. Yelling at mm. them. And they're no longer, I mean, I'm sure a ricocheted bullet could have still oh, yeah. um, hit one of them, but they were in a much more confined area, mm-hmm. and so a gunshot is now less likely yeah. than what it was before. So yeah. it's a huge amount of relief that I felt Absolutely. at that time. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's just a chaos of they immediately demanded our passports. Mm. Where are our passports? And they yeah. wanted to count our passports. They, they wanted to go to the safe. They knew the they safe did. was upstairs. That was the next okay. thing. As soon as they yeah. um, got the passports, take no, no, us no. to the safe. Oh, the passports. They wanted the, the safe. safe. Um, yeah. And then they wanted passports. And we said, yeah. same place, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted the safe. They wanted our passports, and they wanted all of our money. That was first. They wanted to know about the guard. Uh, they knew about the guard that comes because... Uh, we weren't. We were not told of this when we got to the Airbnb. When we arrived to it, he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'd like to have a guard here from I think eleven o'clock to four a.m. something like that for mm-hmm. a night for you guys." And we're like, "Okay, you want to marry? That's fine. It's not going to cost us anything extra. Go yeah. ahead and let him." It was strange that um, he didn't tell us about this guard ahead of time until we got to the Airbnb. But I mean, I know that this is a common thing in Costa Rica to have. Well, that's kind of surprising given how communicative he had been. Right. Sure. He had told us about the microwave ahead of time. Well, and here's some irony: we were going to originally go to Colombia, the country of Colombia, for a a month because our friends um, they've done some world traveling. They had already gone there. Um, and they really liked it. But and like, you're like, that's not safe. Right? <laughs> yes. but, but a lot of those compounds come with guards, like 24-7, yeah. and they'll even drive you places because, you know, there's a legitimate uh, threat there. And yeah. so that's yeah. why when he was, was like, oh, because we, we had already explored the possibilities of, yeah. of having a guard or private security or something like that. Um, and, yeah. So so we weren't super shocked by it because we figured it's just, yeah. you know, a dumb third world country. It was just odd that the guy didn't mention it till we got there. Mm-hmm. Um and then it was, they wanted the safe. It took, the whole thing took so long because it was a big house and yeah. everything had keys and different keys. So, you know, it took a long time for them to search suitcases and closets and purses. And So when they were, when they said they wanted to go to the safe, did you lead them there or did they know Man, where? So Man, point, they knew they where it was, us. but Manny, they took Manny by gunpoint. So one took Manny, who's uh, our friend, up mm-hmm. to the uh, safe up to the safe oh but it was a keyed safe so we had to find the keys because they were in my pocket when i was in the hammock and in the yeah. commotion of me jumping out to face the bad guys they yeah. had come out of my pocket um, so they were under the hammock so we were trying to find the keys i'm like well yeah. you know and then they're a high stress like, moment of like okay i lose keys all the time where did i lose <laughs> them this time <laughs> while i'm being threatened to be like, shot if our lives are dependent when on you felt that pocket keys? were you like i'm like not now <laughs> okay i had them when i was grilling let's see <laughs> I mean, 
The house is giant. It, it was the same thing with my wallet. So uh, while they were in there in the commotion of all thing, I have this bifold wallet that's massive. Giant. We had just gotten to Costa Rica. We had just gotten currency. So I have yeah, like I had like four hundred bucks in Costa Rican currency, a couple hundred bucks in American currency. Yeah. In Costa Rican currency, like four hundred bucks is like twenty billion dollars. So like a wad, like it's just seven thick inches paper. thick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so my my shorts are bulging and only because of my wallet. Yeah. Um, and so during the whole commotion of that, I had, I had kind of f- flipped out my wallet behind the TV. Um, yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, this is going to stand out. And I don't know if it, we didn't know what they were going for at that time. Cause they were also yelling about the guard. They want to know about yeah. the guard. They said they had beef with the guard. Originally it was not, we want your money. It was, uh, we want the guard. We're here to kill the guard. Um, yes. You know, where is he? We, they want information on him, that kind of stuff. Uh, Cause I guess he had had some run-ins with him. Um, and so I had again, fl- I had almost my like they had been there before. So this, right. So this whole thing of like finding the keys, we also had to do this with find my wallet. And I didn't want to tell them that I had hidden the wallet or tossed yeah. it because I didn't want them to get mad and be like, oh, we'll teach this white guy. Because um, during this whole thing, they made several degrading comments towards uh, the white people of the house and the way we smell and who we are. And they were apologetic to our brown friends. Yeah. Um, was, hey, if we had known you guys were Mexicans, you know, we got no beef with Mexicans. We wouldn't have bothered you. Uh, still robbed them in the end, but they were wow. apologetic still towards. Money. Yeah. Still had guns to But apologetic kids. towards them. But they were politely <laughs> robbing them. Yeah. Yes. But we were the filthy, stinky. They uh, didn't know how they could travel with people like us, with yeah. how bad we smelled. <laughs> and we deserved it. So, anyway, so I didn't want to encourage them um, yeah. of being angry with me by saying we had told I'm like, listen, lost the keys. Uh, that was legitimate. And then, hey, I don't know where the, the wall is somewhere in this room. Let's look for it. Yeah. Um, so at one point they separated us. They took Townsend yep. and Mireya to one part of the house, Manny and I to another part of the house. So, mm-hmm. And the gunman, you know, uh, one of the gunmen checked on the kids often, you know, opened his head, you know, opened the door, put his head and gun in there, make sure the kids weren't calling anyone on a phone um, or making. Oh, yeah. So they crowd all of our electronics, all of our phones in one spot and mm-hmm. toss them on the couch. Uh, which my biggest thing was I didn't want to lose the photos of all things right there because yeah. the cash is replaceable. Yeah. Um, this man, I was like, oh, like. I haven't what? backed up my phone. Right? <laughs> like, and we take it to maybe I'm like, let me like pull the SIM or not the, the SIM in the uh, SD card. Yeah. Um, and I was like trying to say that. And I thought I was good at Spanish. Because um, no. I, I conversationally, I can usually pull off a, a basic conversation. But man, in yeah. that moment, I forgot all Spanish and I didn't care to know Spanish. So yeah. this refused. Um, but then the whole rest of the trip, I realized, uh, yeah, I'm not as good at Spanish as I thought I was. So. <laughs> you can add American Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> that, that B in high school Spanish I'm should like, not take you far. Like, I can go to the butcher and be like, res, and that's beef. But then they'll like, show me 15. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, have no idea which I did have a really sick thought at one point during the whole thing. I was like, Duolingo did not prepare me for this. And I was so annoyed. Yeah. Like, Duolingo needs to add just a section in there like, hey. Give me all your money. Traumatic like, responses. Yes, like, like here's you're how in you a trauma to situation. This I know is how to ask for the bathroom. I know how to ask yeah. for five waters. I could not. Biblioteca. Could not figure out this section, and he wouldn't let me pull out my phone to use the translating app. So yeah. it yeah. was just, it was just a mess. So it took 45 minutes. The whole thing. Yeah, I think it was 45 minutes to an hour. One of like the that. things that I also want to point out is that they didn't take anything that belonged to the Airbnb. And they were clarifying. And they were asking. Yeah. What's yours? What's theirs? Yeah. Whose is this? And we're like, take it. It was like a surf. It was some of the surfboards. Take them. Take the surfboards. They want the surfboards. Whose are they? They belong to the host. They don't want those. Yeah. 
I was like, see this big TV? I will help you carry it to your truck, your car, whatever it is. Like, I let's mean, honestly, go. I, I wanted out. To yeah. these guys to get out. I didn't understand why they weren't grabbing everything. Why isn't this like a grab and run thing? Why mm-hmm. are we doing this so meticulously? You already have all of our backpacks and stuff. Why aren't you just taking all of our stuff and going, like all of the house's stuff? But they didn't take a single thing, nor did they do anything to the house to cause um, Oh, no damage. damage, yeah. Nothing. Okay. So kick the dog. Oh, he did kick the dog. Off the steps. Sent it yeah, flying. Which, Hit Ryan. I, which I thought yeah. was very strange because the dog wasn't doing anything at that moment. The dog didn't do anything at any moment. But when he saw this dog, he just got so angry and he just kicked it in the ribs and it kicked the dog so hard that it flew up and hit my legs with enough force to where it pushed me back. So it That's sounds right. like has a prior Prior grievance with the dog. I didn't think so that we at all, the time. We all said that immediately afterward. Like, he yeah. knew that dog. Because at one yeah. point, he also, I just remembered this, too. He t- um, There was a, one of the water bottles, like, on the counter that was full. Mm-hmm. Like, he chucked that, like, because he was pissed off at the time, yeah. like, yelling, screaming. And the dog was yapping. Chucked he the just, bottle at the dog and hit it. And So, I uh, thought at the time. I thought he was going to shoot the dog. I thought, he, I thought he was, too. So, <laughs> after that happened, just so all the dog lovers out there know, we took the dogs and put it in the bathroom with the kids. Yeah. Because I was like, this dog is for sure going to get shot because this yeah. man hates this dog. Yeah. Um, with that being said, Mireya has told me that, you know, um, she has seen in different places where she's grown up, people do yeah. kick dogs. Cultural differences. Um, yeah. So in Mexico, I guess it's not an uncommon thing where she grew up. Yeah. Um, when I was in Costa Rica, there was um there was a dog that just hung out on the property. It didn't belong to anybody. And we're a bunch of, you know, probably middle class to upper middle class college kids from America. And so we see a dog and we're like, puppy, and oh, we're like sharing meals with it and snuggling it. Yeah, we bought it and food. Yeah, we woke up. Um, one morning and they're just beating the snot out of this puppy. And so we're like, we just adopted this dog. And so it became like our kind of trip mascot for the time that we were there. And the dog stayed with us, stayed away from all of the people it was familiar with and stayed with all of us. And, you know, we were the ones that took care of it for those three weeks. And it's when we left, I mean, it went right back to them. So, I mean... He didn't leave. He didn't run away. He stayed. So I'm assuming that that was not an uncommon thing. There's a great great story uh, about a guy named, it was a news anchor named Ron Burgundy, and he had his dog punted off of a bridge. The dog's name was Baxter, and that dog ended up living with bears and found its way back to Ron. That's what happens when you live in a place named after a whale's vagina. (laughs) <laughs> the Keep true meaning Atlanta. has been the true Keep meaning was lost in translation that's what, that's centuries what San ago. San Diego means, according to Ron Burgundy. I'm not making any of this up. <laughs> this is a direct quote. I also thought that's there this whole. Goal. I mean, cause this was not a fun situation, and it no. put it put me in a, a mood for a while. Um, put us all in a mood. I thought because Psych is my favorite show of all time, I thought I would be a much more comedic mm. uh, victim. Yeah. At the moment and being able to character and I it did not happen. So that is another You went thing. to Rage Monster instead of comedy. I was I was so irritated he by it. He was having it. a hard time keeping us cool, which is what we all, all four yeah. of us adults agreed. We're not fighting these guys. All they want our money. There was just so it. many opportunities to like get the jump on them. And I was yeah. like, man, like if we really wanted bullet. to, like and if and if things had progressed, if there was any yeah. attempt at like physical assault or things like that, or uh, you know, they were pressing guns again. I mean 
we had all kind of talked about afterwards, like it would have ended badly for them. Um, yeah. You know, with those two being military trained and like excited about the prospect, I've done tactical training before. I like, I would no be, Ryan would have been in the corner crying about <laughs> she it. I would have been um, running to the bathroom yeah. with the children. Yes, that's where I would be. And you guys would have been tackling gunmen. Yeah, we'd have been, uh, you know, grinding a new Costa Rican meat for our burgers the next oh night. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. That was too far. So can you All right. Rewind that? So <laughs> we are live. There is no uh, ability to No rewind. Strike, um, strike that from the record. <laughs> Stricken. Um, okay, so Kick the Dog clearly has some sort of either hates all dogs Could or, be. or has familiarity. a familiarity with this dog and past beef with yes. this dog and so wants the dog to get away from him. Yes. So they, dogs are in the bathroom and you guys are still separated at this point. They're still, their big thing was a uh, white man's wallet. Yeah. So all we're still searching for Thompson's about. wallet. Okay. Uh, also, they were checking um, all the, all the luggage and all the So the lesson I've everything. heard is you need to be more careful with your things and the gunman will leave faster next time. So no joke. I, the rest of the time I put the rest of the time we were in Costa Rica, I just put all of our uh, valuables right by the door with like a note that was if you're breaking in to see here's all my stuff yeah just like no need to come in. take this just no need to come yeah. in here's everything Here yeah you go. that's like when we have company i have i have a note that we hang on the door if a bunch of people are going to be coming over like don't knock on the door you're going to get the dogs involved just walk in yeah, just and so like it. it sounds like you had just, just like a, a go bag just here you go if you're just stealing from us just take it yeah, it was ridiculous well, it's not like they had locks <laughs> yeah i know like there's yeah. like little indoor closet locks in america are like their main lock for the doors yeah. i like all future places yeah. yeah, security so, is not uh, not superb not at all the places there. we stayed. Okay. And that's, that's not just we, this one. It's the other ones. Where did we end? So it ended with them um, wanting to lock all 10 of us in the bathroom downstairs. This is a great time for me to add. There's no air conditioning. Yeah. Oh, no, we, we found the wallet. They, oh, yeah. We they, found, they yeah. Well, found yeah, the wallet. Yeah, they found all this stuff. They, they, they tore the up. place apart. They didn't take any of the electronics, which was good. Because okay. um, they, they, they kind of said it was a tracking issue. Yeah. That was what they had told us was that. I was like, you betcha. We I would track, track it too. The I'm totally tracking. They were looking you. at our GoPro, which is yeah. like a brand new GoPro. This was like a what thousand twelve hundred dollar GoPro. I'm like, oh man, that one's gonna that one's gonna be painful. It's gonna um, sting. They didn't take that one. They ended up taking our. We had a DJI Osmo, which is a great camera, um, mm-hmm. but it was expensive four or five years ago when we bought it. And yeah, by yeah. expensive, like it was, I think it was like a four hundred dollar camera, mm-hmm. um, and it was in the. But it's because it was in the safe. Yeah. And yeah. so they took that one. But like, I mean, buying that used right now, you might used for like one hundred fifty bucks. Like it's not that. Expensive of a case. So they took that one and the cash and some beer. Uh, but that's. And my, some earrings. I was like, you but took, it was all just costume jewelry. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. bring any real jewelry, but they took all the jewelry that they could find. My joy came from the fact that they took the wrong camera. Yeah. I hope they Googled that afterwards. Like, what was this GoPro pen thing? Like, <laughs> well, oh, dang they it. They said they didn't want the GoPro because you could track GPS? that. GPS? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't you know can, that's true. I don't know how to track a GoPro, but someone might. You don't have to tell them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that to yourself. And we did. So they take, um, they specifically wanted your stuff. So they're definitely looking <laughs> White for White man's stuff. wallet was a repetition. I'm like, yes. I don't have it. Like, check my pants. Like, no yeah. bulges here. <laughs> Zero. None. But they didn't take his wedding bands. can't find a thing. Which they, they didn't go for your wedding band. You I, I would have fought over that. Uh, I think we'll I think that would have been a deal breaker for me. I've had that. I mean, it's not very expensive. Um, I've just, guess we got married when we were 12, and I've had it since then. So... <laughs> <laughs> like never comes off and it's just my ring. I, mean, I had to pretend it was it's stuck, guys. You want to yeah. try? Then they'd have to get close and I would well, think it would have Well, that didn't even happen. Yeah. They never asked for it. So then they told us all to go into the bathroom. They were going to lock us in there. Manny 
was able to talk to the gunman out of that by saying, mm-hmm. hey, there's no air conditioning. One of his daughters is prone to anxiety. Okay. And he is now worried she, we're all going to be stuck in there. She's going to have an anxiety attack. We won't be able to get her the uh, care that she needs. Mm-hmm. Also, we have not fought you guys at yeah. all. We've done everything you've asked. You have everything you want. We're clearly not going to come after you. Yeah. Uh, please just, we'll all go in the bathroom and we'll stay there. Mm-hmm. And then just don't lock us in. Yeah. And so they agreed to that for us to stay in there for 20 minutes. There was a ton of threats and gun waving about if you call the cops, we'll know. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. All the all had, sorts of all sorts of threats. Had we had any sense at the moment, and this is a hugely high stress scenario. So, yeah. you, you know, you're thinking right, but you're also not thinking right all the time. In retrospect, they couldn't have really locked us in the bathroom. They locked from the inside, not the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless they like found rope, but I don't know, know where they would find it, like tied it off somewhere. They knew the yeah. house better than we did. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. They, they might have had a staff somewhere of, of a we way to pull. Maybe we don't know. Put some screws in the door. So, yeah, they left. I think they, did they make themselves some food? No, no, oh, no. I thought they might have made themselves some food. No. They were, I felt like they were in the kitchen for a long time. They grabbed a case of beer. Well, they were talking with their Mexican friend, Manny. who was yes. our, our friend. So <laughs> yeah. They were very social uh, after, yeah. after they gotten what they want and they were about to leave. Um, you know, he was negotiating. He was trying to keep him really calm. He did a good job on that. He did. Yeah, um, I will say they were extremely emotional. And Manny and Mireya both did yeah. such a great job of just like, Talking real yeah. low, dialing it calm. down. Yeah. yeah, we're not gonna fight hey. you. No problem, brother. No this. problem. Hey, Nothing's yeah, hey, what matter. you need? Yeah, we'll do what you want. And yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it, this whole thing could have been worse in about a hundred different ways. Yeah, they, absolutely. I mean, I can't even like let my mom brain go into all the ways this could have gone wrong. Oh, and sure. One yeah. of the ways this could have gone so bad is if Manny Mireya hadn't been with us. Um, if it had just been us and against We wouldn't have known guys. what they were on, yeah. So it just been You had had a lot of communication with the host. How did he respond to any of this? Oh well the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he showed up the next morning to treat the pool and uh-huh. the microwave. Um and we were of course packing up by that yeah. point. Um because uh, you know, me and Manny didn't sleep the whole night. We you know, they, we kinda stayed up on guard. guard. Townsend and Manny kept yeah. guard yeah. the whole night. Not that we could have slept even if we tried. Um the so when he showed up, oh sweet Ryan here lit into this man. I went, I was really angry because yeah. at that point in my head, which I think I'm still right, we were all convinced he was in on it. He's in on it. Yeah. Like how? How? Yeah. How? And so I lost it on him and just was. We have kids. I mean, honestly, we have yeah. kids. Like how? And that's why I think that's why they did. I think they knew. Listen, we you're have not kids. Gonna we're fight. not going to If you back. do a home invasion on a place with kids and you threaten kids, the parents They're, are going to do whatever yeah. you want. Whatever you yeah. want, and yeah. that's true. Literally, if it's a bunch of like gym bro bachelor party, right. like yeah, maybe. Even if we, the four of us, had been there without our kids, I mean, we've already established that I'm not a fighter, but the three of them are. And if we hadn't had our kids, would we have been so compliant? I don't know. I don't know. I At some point, it's just money, but yeah. I guess it you know it depends on how everything goes. But it just you know. makes you so mad when someone has a gun on you. Like it just like it makes you so mad that they're violating you in this way. I don't so know. So after you, you um, rightfully 
have that confrontation with the host, what so, was your read? So, Did Ryan, he... we, we sent Ryan back inside <laughs> the house. I was like, no longer being helpful. So... I was a danger to all of those around me. <laughs> <laughs> and they were worried. All right, so you can put in time out. How did the so, rest of that conversation go down? So the conversation went pretty, I mean, he acted traumatized. I mean, by the end of that conversation, I was convinced he really he really felt bad because he said he was going to, you know, he's going to go out to the gate and vomit, and he's just horribly. I mean, there were tears um, in his eyes. Yeah. And he said, you know, this is over. We're not doing this again. The house has been robbed before. Uh, they've had home invasion. There was a sexual assault down the street. There was another home invasion down the street. This neighborhood's going to crap. He's getting out of Costa Rica. His daughter's graduating uh, at the end of the school year, and he's going back to America because he was an American that's been living in Costa Rica because he got a girl pregnant 18 years ago and okay. um, that kind of situation. So he said, it's over. This is shutting down. This is multiple times now this house has been hit. This multiple is times the last house to ever be in this house. So he admits that it's been hit multiple yeah. times. Yes, yeah. which was news to us. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, but he looked genuinely concerned. It seemed genuinely concerned. Well, I believed uh, him. And I, I definitely believed him. Um, and it wasn't until we went back a month or however many weeks later, a month later, and realized he still has the uh, Airbnb up there after he said it's shutting it down. And um, so that's all of this that we've been talking about for so long. To anyone who's still listening, the whole point of me being here to tell you the story is that that house is still on Airbnb. And that house still has a great rating. And we are all blocked from leaving a review. So how are you blocked? So apparently one of the... There's a a small window of time you can leave a review. So when you cancel a stay, which of course we canceled that stay and left, when you cancel a stay, you only have a short amount of time afterward to leave a review. Which you didn't know Airbnb asked me to not leave any reviews or talk to anyone about what was happening while they did their investigation. Okay. By the time they finished their investigation, I was outside the window. The window was over. That I can review. So I can't put my review on this Airbnb that's still up. And, and apparently, I, either could the other people who were robbed at that house yeah. um, in the past, because that certainly isn't on. Well, because Airbnb asked you to wait until their investigation was, was complete, yeah. and then they put a stopwatch on your your cancellation and yes. they knew exactly when to tell you that the investigation and, was over. And then we've, I mean, we've re, we've asked several times since if we can now leave a review, you think it'd be an easy thing for a tech company to like, do. And they just, they straight up just ignore the request. At this I point. just yeah. want people to know when they're going to this house. And, and I'm not saying that, can All you book it and review it and then cancel? So you can't book it until after you. <laughs> well, you go down and stay one more day and then come back. <laughs> Be an it's expensive not worth review. The risk, everybody. <laughs> so it's not. It's worth not the risk. Oh, so you can't just like book it, you put cannot. a review, and then you cancel. Can, you would have to actually it has to check be a in. Completed. You have to check. Okay. In. Yeah, yeah, I would think. Check in. We actually looked into it. Okay. Because you're about the fourth person to yeah. suggest that, and I'm like, that's a good idea. We looked into it. Yeah. It's not possible unless you actually stay there. Can you pay the host to check you in <laughs> so See, that you can review it? No, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And so interest. I don't understand. This is a horrible business model yeah. is what I'm thinking. You can't just keep. Well, it's a horrible business model if people can review it and they find out about it. And then that's what I think it boils down to. I don't yeah. think Airbnb is purposefully putting people in harm's way. I think Airbnb is too big. And they're not paying attention. I am telling you, we have tried to talk to Airbnb. I mean, I'm talking about. So I don't know if I agree with you because after we booked this, I started pulling up um, some articles and there's you can find them. It's not super easy to find them, but you can absolutely find them um, that there are stories of people that have survived horrific events Mm -hmm. in Airbnbs. And Airbnb has an entire um, portion of their corporate team 
devoted just to making these go away. And so there are stories of women being sexually assaulted. There Mm -hmm. are stories of, you know, there being compromised keys. And so, like, they know once someone's Mm -hmm. checked in, they have a copy of the key and then they just enter and home invade that way. I mean, there are stories that you can find on Bloomberg and other websites and Airbnb Um, is accused in the Bloomberg article of using this um, fixer team to make these stories go away. And this isn't Airbnb trying to get rich through home invasion. This is Airbnb trying to protect their image and hiding these things. Their entire business model is that you can trust strangers. You can trust strangers to stay in their house. And if these stories go viral... We could trust them more if you would just shut down the ones that are problematic. Exactly. Right. But they don't see it that way. They see the headline, Airbnb home invasion. Yeah. Airbnb gunman points gun and, you they, know, well, And there doesn't need to be um, headlines for that. We can be like, hey, you had a bad experience. We're shutting this one down. Yeah. Like, this person has lost their ability to... So uh, that's where I question Airbnb's motive, is that they would be more legit in this circumstance to be like, hey, humans are fallible creatures. We live in a broken world, maybe not going biblical like I just did. But like we get that you can't trust everybody. So if we find out that something shady is going on, we're shutting it down and we're we're ending it there. And so if they had a track record of that, you wouldn't have these exposés from Bloomberg. You wouldn't have stories like yours because it would immediately get taken down. You wouldn't need to fight the review system if the house was banned from their site. It's true because I I don't really want to talk about this. You know what I mean? Once we got back, I mean, therapy for everyone, truly. We're all still in therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I... I'm trying to get attention from or anything. The only reason I am here right now is because I feel like I just want people to know that this house is unsafe and I can't do it through the Airbnb Avenue. So if I can just tell one person who would have booked at this house, who's now not going to, and is now safe, then Mm -hmm. it's worth me saying 500 times. I just, I wish someone had, because clearly this house has been hit before. I wish we had known. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we got more than one person because we both, or she, she wrote a blog and I'd written a blog on 100 ad site and she just created a, a, a what is it, blogger.com or medium.com medium. site. Yeah. Has one blog that just I ever. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not a blogger. I, think I just need I think we've got about five or 6,000 people that have uh, gone through and read that one and seen it and, I just need and know the house know now. Yeah. Yeah. This one house is not safe. And, you know, I ha- have friends who have Airbnbs. I know there are a lot well, of great yeah. people who have Airbnbs. I know people that host an Airbnb. And it and provides income from them. And my yeah. friends are safe people. And I think it is a great business model. Um, and I'm not overly concerned about United States Airbnbs. Like I, I've i heard some sketchy things. There, about some there the are, but I'm too. less... The, the ones we, I read were all United States Airbnb. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's a new level, new layer. It's it's and when you're in a totally different country and you don't know the legal system, yeah. you don't know the ramifications, you don't it's know if true. the police are yeah. in with the criminals or not because that happens in third world countries. Yeah. Um, well, it could happen here too. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it could. There's Have you li- been to Wales vagina? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, nine one one calls are being recorded all yeah. times. You know, there's a little bit more accountability yeah. there than, than you just don't even know what's going on in a third world country. Anyway, so yeah. that was. Um, so right. one other thing that doesn't have to do with Airbnb, I just want to say it in case anyone's wondering, because a lot of people asked us this. Um, why did we stay in Costa Rica? Because we did. We had a 21 day stay in Costa Rica. This happened on day three and we decided to stay. 
Um, the reason why we decided to stay was mm-hmm. because um, I didn't, th- at this point, this was really all my kids knew about Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, we had gone on one hike, been in one grocery store, and then got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. And especially Ryder, my middle child, um, the one who had the gun to his face for the longest, I didn't want him to associate Costa Rica and Costa Ricans with this one traumatic experience. Yeah. I wanted to try to balance it out. Mm-hmm. with some of the positives. So I did not mean to stay all extra 21 days, but I did mean to stay for at least another week to try to get us. But then after that, I couldn't get us flights home because it was Thanksgiving week and it was, we, we ended up staying all 21 days. And we had some really great times in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't sleep a wink. Townsend went on like patrol every single night. Um, we were with the Cortezes for 14 of those 21 days. And... Um, I mean, we were we were a mess. We were basket cases, and loud noises scared us. And we were Man, the best. So we spent a lot we more money than we planned on, on like entertainment. Yes. And we were like, you know, know. what? We yeah. you stop caring about money after something like that. You're like, you know what? Let's 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 do these ATV tours yeah. all day long. Yeah. And like, did oh, you know that horseback ride was fun. Let's do it twice. Four <laughs> hours after a you survive a home invasion, you can eat whatever you want, and it doesn't matter. So if you want ice cream for breakfast, yeah, your kids. Get ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> Them's the rules, folks. And you go to a restaurant and all your kids can order off the grown-up menu. Yeah. Because nothing for the next 24-hour counts. Yeah. So however much TV, ice cream, and ordering off the grown-up menu you and want. And this is big for her because her kids don't eat sugar. No, my kids are sugar-free. But we went to a restaurant that evening and uh, we let the kids each get their own lemonade. Yeah, that, that that's poor a big restaurant. One. That guy was. Uh, <laughs> we ordered everything off the menu at the trip. That guy was we were working. Like, like just broken. We penis. were like the only family there, and <laughs> that kitchen was like stacked for a while. Like the guy that was actually doing the cooking. <laughs> after we sat down, we're paying the bill. I looked over. He's like at a two-top table, just like. <laughs> Like literally exhausted. So we went over and gave him a bunch of cash as a tip because we're like, we know that was a lot. We ordered everything off the menu. We were like, we want to try everything. Yeah. Just one of everything, maybe yeah. more. Come yeah. back and We're just on happy us. we're alive. One of everything, please. Yeah. So to wrap up, because we are out of time, what's your, your take home? I'll put um, both of your blogs in the comments so people can read the stories and share them to your friends. If you have friends that are planning um, a trip, maybe if you hear they're planning to book an Airbnb, just give them this information so that they know. Don't wait if they're in a bad situation with Airbnb. Don't wait until they complete their yes. their investigation. investigation. Review immediately. Um, don't listen to their safety team and do what do what you feel is yes. the appropriate thing, which would be immediate action there. Um, so we will share that. But what are your final thoughts, your takeaways? We'll start with you, Townsend. Uh, next thing from a practical standpoint is I would have split my cash up um, yeah. differently. I would have like you know, just split it up, have it in different pockets of different mm-hmm. um, either clothes that are like, you know, folded and everything because they won't yeah. search there, like in the soles of your shoes. If I split it up better, we wouldn't have had total loss. But again, money was money better. was kind of yeah. like the last thing at that yeah. point. But uh, that's what I would do traveling with a bunch of cash or just carry less cash. Um, okay. That's just a practical, (laughs) practical standpoint. I don't even think I have a takeaway. There's like nothing. It's sometimes bad things happen. And I think my biggest thing, again, the whole reason here is just I just want Airbnb to pay attention to me. And I just want Airbnb to remove this one house Mm -hmm. um, that is unsafe. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to try to keep telling my story. And if Airbnb won't take it off, then the more people who know, 
better. Because yeah. at this point, it's just blatant false advertising. I'm sure if I wanted to fund a six-figure lawsuit against them, we'd have a you know something of a case. It'd just be really yeah. expensive because, I mean, now this house is being advertised, and a lot of houses that are, they're having these issues are being advertised as safe, as family-friendly. It has, yeah. has no problems. Yeah. And really, they're suppressing it. As amazing reviews and... Everything that you can find about them is positive and paints a picture of it being a safe place for you to take your kids. And it's clearly not. I mean, when the host straight up admits that you're the last family this is going to happen to, it's happened to too many families. Yeah, And then keeps it going and they're booked through the summer. So <laughs> if you go right now to Airbnb and check it out, like you can see they like they are booked, booked and they are staying yeah. booked. So I'm beginning to think that he was just a really good actor and maybe he is in on it. At the very least, he's aiding and abetting because he's still bringing people in. He is to this still property. allowing people there. So he says, well, you're without, the last one to your face. And we without had this talk. Time. I know we're running short on time because I didn't talk about it. I'm like, dude, like you, we have electricity here. We have internet here. Like security, security Why videos would have no been great. Cameras? You have an alarm system that's not activated, but all the sensors are there, like an alarm system. You have a guard that's bringing them. Let's bring them in when they can actually guard, not 11 a.m. to 4 a.m., but either all day or when it gets dark to when it gets light. Yeah. I mean, there are practical things you can do. And then if, you know, if his listing had said that, Hey, we have alarm systems, we have panic button, we have security mm -hmm. cameras, we have a guard there from all hours of darkness. That'd be a different story. But none of these things have changed. It specifically says no security cameras. It specifically says that they have not made these improvements. Well, that so. might be a deal he's made to stay safe in this situation. I have no idea. He might have a deal with these people that as long as there's no trace, then he doesn't get any of his stuff stolen and they don't come at him. Because like you said, he's not far off. And if they're coming to this house frequently, I mean, we didn't show it, but you sh there's a hole in the fence. That's yes. clearly a hole in the fence. Oh, and they, they cut that and did it ahead of time. So yeah. that was not, don't know how long that hole was there. Yeah. Truthfully, we don't know. But I mean, it's a whole gated compound. It, you know, yeah. we assumed it was mm -hmm. secure. We did. So he's presenting it in a way that this is a secure, safe place. Come give me your money. And he knows that this is a repeated problem. So that's where I'm saying... I think he has to be in on it, at least to the point of him not taking action steps to yes. avoid it. Yes, I agree. At the I, very least, he's he not doing not anything to stop it. He might not be in on it, but he is not stopping it. And I really believed him when we confronted him the next morning. I really did. Now, also, we hadn't slept, so maybe we just weren't thinking straight, but I truly believed him. Yeah. But it is not a safe place. Don't go there. Yeah. To this so, Airbnb. Um, you said, Townsend, that you have pictures of the house in your blog. So if you mm -hmm. click on that, if you want to see the house, everybody, then um, go to Townsend's blog. It'll be in the comments as soon as we're done with this. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you guys for being here and sharing your story. I, I hope all your hard. future people are more fun. And well, we, ha we have plans for, for <laughs> fun guests, too. <laughs> okay. This is the heaviest one. It's a Monday. We got a case of the Mondays on the evening show. Thank you for joining us. I hope that this was informative for you. I hope that this helps you in making future travel plans and just looking in more places than Airbnb for the reviews. Look at other sites. There's travel. There are lots of sites that you can check. Um, my dad is always searching for travel blogs on anything that he books for, for us as a family. And so I definitely encourage you don't just look at the, the properties website, definitely check additional sources. Do your research folks. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Good night.